What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. Day two of the NFL draft has come and gone, and the Chiefs finally have two new players on their roster, taking Missouri linebacker Nick Bolton at number 58, and then a couple picks later, at number 63, they took Oklahoma center Creed Humphrey. So we got to talk to those two players last night, as well as head coach Andy Reid after the picks, and general manager Brett Veach after round three was over. We'll start with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, we'll hear from the players, and then we'll hear from the general manager, Brett Veach. This is from the podium, here's the head coach. Hey coach, we've got you more ready whenever you are. Okay, great. Um... All right, so listen, with the first pick, we took Nick Bolton, a local uh, uh, college player from University of Missouri. And um, I, I, what you're going to get with him is uh, just a all-out, aggressive, smart football player. Not the biggest guy, but uh, very, very tough, um, great tackler, great ball skills. And... Um, uh, in the pass game part of it, and uh, tremendous leadership. So we look forward to bringing him on board. Um, and then Creed Humphrey uh, from uh, Oklahoma, um, big kid that, again, is extremely smart. The thing you'll notice with him is he can snap with either hand, natural left-handed snapper, but he could do either one. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, he's best probably with his left hand. That's his natural hand. <clears throat> but he's taught himself how to do it also right hand. Uh, great, great feet and work ethic and, and then a, a big man. And so Creed will be a nice addition to that offensive line. Uh, my hat goes off to Brett Veach and his, um, his crew of, of scouts and, uh, and really the whole personnel department there of just batting down and, uh, taking the best players at, at the spot once we got to this position, uh, taking the best players that were there. It takes discipline to do that. And um, and Brett did that. And um, I think we came out with two good football players. Obviously, time tells, but um, they, they sure were good college football players. We think it'll transfer right right into here in Kansas City. Both good citizens, too. Good, good kids. And uh, they'll be great in the locker room for us. Anyways, with that time, Jersey. Let's go first to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Good evening. Always a pleasure to see you, as always. Thanks, sir. Hey, um, reference Nick Bolton. And I know you still have to go through OTAs and training camp, but based on what you've seen in his production at Mizzou, is, is he a kind of guy that you could probably project to, to immediately contribute, kind of like what you had in mind with Willie Gay last year? Yeah, so he can play the Mike linebacker position, but he can also play the other positions there. So, um <clears throat> yes, he can. Uh, we, we had a bit of an advantage that we have Andy Hill on staff and Andy coached him so uh, and knows him personally, um, which, which helps. But um, we, we felt that he could help us in any of the three positions. 
And you can't have enough of those guys. We're a little bit short just on bodies and, and at that at that spot, at our linebacker spot. So uh, this this helps us there. Go next to Dave Scretta. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, good evening, Andy. You mentioned that you know you took the best players on your board, and and that's always the case, I know. But these two guys also seem to fit two of your biggest needs. Um, would you would you say that's pretty accurate? And how delighted were you that that the board actually fell that way? Yeah, well, we listen. We we knew there was a, a good group of uh, offensive linemen, um, and so you figured there would be an offensive lineman there potentially. You're hoping it was one that you you liked, um, and then <clears throat> um, uh, the linebacker spot was a bit thin. Uh, but again, the way it fell, um, you know, th- this this kid. Uh, uh, I thought it was a no-brainer uh, when we got to that spot. I mean, you, you put on the film and the, you know, you watch him play, and which I'm sure most of you guys have that you just see he jumps out at you. So um, uh, that wasn't that wasn't too tough of a, a choice there. But um, and listen, there are some other good players up. There. I'm not saying that, but the, these were two of the guys that that Brenna targeted before uh, we even got into the day here. So he was hoping that they would be there. Next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Um, Humphrey is now the fifth offensive line that you guys have added, and counting the two guys who are opting back in. You're, you're basically at a total makeover here at your offensive line. And, and it, it was obvious you guys were going to make some changes there, but was this maybe more that you than you anticipated when the offseason began? And, Brad, I'll have one quick follow-up also. Well, no, listen, we hadn't done a whole lot to that, to that area for a bit. And we've got, you know, we've got good players coming back too. So uh, we've got this great competition that'll take place. And Adam, that brings out the best in all of us. So, um, and, uh, you know, as a player, you, you sit there and I've talked to the guys about this. I mean, Brett's going to go do his job and he's going to try to keep the competition high and, and uh, let's not run from that. Let's attack it. And, what it'll do is if you handle it right, it brings out the best in you uh, down the road. So embrace embrace the competition and keep on working to make yourself even better and thus the team better. And that's what that's what Brett's done with uh, with the offensive line. He's just added some uh, some great competition in there. Yeah. Okay. And um, hey, we heard from Brett last night about Orlando Brown, but this is our first chance to talk to you since the trade. I'd like to hear in your words what you liked about him, how you think he fits. Yeah, so um, Orlando, I mean, we know he's he's a big, big man. Uh, the part that you don't know is how much he loves football. And so he comes in and um, with, with a reputation here the last four years and during college of a kid that will be a leader in the locker room, leader amongst the offensive line, um, and also – uh, somebody that loves the game and those are all important things to us so he does he have to get in here and work his tail off and he'll have to learn a few new techniques and that uh, again all to make him better um, uh, and does he have room to continue to grow absolutely even even though he's been a two-time pro bowler here the last couple of years he's uh, one of the great things about football it's like being a farmer there's always work to uh, be done so and and so um, he'll, he'll do that. He'll, he'll get in here and work his tail off and, and get better. But, uh, some of those, um, intangible things, I, 
I sure like. And then again, we've had a chance to play against him here a couple of different times, and he's a, he's a physical, you know, physical guy. So we 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 like that too. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy. Uh, thanks for doing this. Okay. Just wanted yeah. to ask you. Um, just wanted to ask you what you learned about Nick and Creed in the pre-draft evaluations. Did you get a chance to talk with them on Zoom? And just what did you maybe learn about them that the tape doesn't show? Yeah, so I, I sat in on the Zooms. Um, I kind of kept back uh, back off on it so we could get accomplished what we wanted to get accomplished with it. Um, and the, and so the coaches, the position coaches, did most of the talking. <clears throat> the coordinators and the head coach, we kind of sat back and chimed in only when when needed there. But it it um it was great to let these guys talk about football, talk about their life, um, where they're at, what you know, how they perceive going forward here as a professional. And um so I, I was you know, I did listen to these two and uh, impressive. I you know I've got a special place in my heart for Missouri. So I, I I've had to kind of sneak in on that one and and listen. Um and then Orlando told us to go get Creed, you know, when he was here, he goes, there, there's a good one in Oklahoma. You need to take a peek at. So we had already uh, had our eye on him, but um, it, was, it was neat for Orlando to, uh, you know, put it out there to us that way. We'll go a few more. We'll start with Sam. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Hi, Sam. Um, how quickly do you feel like Creed can translate uh, to the next level? And do you view him strictly as a center or is he a guy that could maybe play some guard? Yeah, he could do either. He's a good athlete, you know, so he could, <clears throat> you know, probably could play all three if we had to go that route. But um, yeah, so uh, we'll just see. We'll see how he does. I mean, it's a competition part of it. You know how Andy does it with uh, playing the five best. And so he's going to give everybody an opportunity to, show what they've got and we'll figure it out. But that competition, I mean, I can't say that enough. Uh, you, you bring that competition in the pitcher and it just makes everybody better. And thus, you know, in, that, in this case, the offensive line better. <clears throat> Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go Pete. Brad, I'll just have one quick thing after this, but um, coach, we won't get Steve Spagnuolo for a while. I know if you're taking Nick with your top pick, he had to sign off on this. What uh, was his take and, and what makes him a, a Steve Spagnuolo type of linebacker? Yeah, well, he makes plays. And so, and he's smart. Uh, he makes all the calls uh, or made all the calls at Missouri. And we felt like he could do that here. Steve did. And um, you love his attitude. Uh, you love the whole story. I mean, you guys are going to get a great story with this and, and just with the kid and how he, you know, came up through the ranks here. So, um, you know, it, it's a good, solid, good, solid person and a heck of a football player. And then just, I, I know you're not into comparing to, to previous seasons, but it seems like there'll be competition for at least three or four offensive line spots. How excited do you get about this in-house tape that you're going to get to watch this training camp battle? It's going to be for really a lot of the offensive line positions. Yeah, I mean, you guys know how I feel about it. I mean, you're as good as your offensive line and defensive line are. So, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, it's obviously important spots. Um, uh, so I, I love the competition that, that we've created. Like I said, we've, we've had good players here. So, uh, but this, this even adds to the competition level and it should just make, should make us better. We'll go last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey coach. Thanks for the time as always. You, bet, Matt. Um, you know, you mentioned that Nick is a little bit undersized 
is is that just an evolution of that position, you know, with the linebackers role having to do more and more, especially with multiple receiver sets? And I mean, is that something that when you're going up against a team that's got a linebacker who can move around like he does and has that ability that you got to scheme around a little bit differently? Well, you guys know I'm, I'm familiar with small linebackers. I had a great one from Kansas State play for me, so at Philadelphia, and uh, and so uh, this is uh, th- this is no different. Um, he moves around well. He he can cover in the pass game, the RPO game. He's got a good feel for that, um, and he he still can shed and get off of the big guys, and that becomes important. <clears throat> so you know it's. Um, I'm expecting him to play as sweet as your shirt looks here. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right. Be safe. Thank you. All right. That's head coach Andy Reid. Now we'll switch to the players. First, we'll hear from Missouri linebacker Nick Bolton. We'll take a quick break, and then you'll hear from Oklahoma center Creed Humphrey. But here is the now Chiefs linebacker Nick Bolton. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Well, congratulations, man. We're going to get started here. And I'm going to go first for questions to Herbie Teope with the Kansas City Star. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Nick. How are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Hey, I'm well, thanks. I'm going to take you back to your pro day workout. Because if you remember, I, I asked you the question that the Chiefs had talked to you. And, and then I asked you also, how was your reaction going to be if you heard your name called? So it, it's happened. Your name was called on TV. What was your reaction and, and knowing that you are going to stay close and play for the Chiefs? Yeah, so it's exciting. Uh, just being there. I kind of want my career kind of kind of still taking off a little bit. Uh, being in Missouri, being around uh, those that community, uh, being around close to uh, University of Missouri, that's kind of good in my heart. So, uh, being close to Missouri, playing for the Chiefs, I was was one of the dreams come true. Let's go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Nick, uh, see you in the Zooms again, like we do in Mizzou. <laughs> good to see yeah. you. Uh, hey, well, for, I want to ask you. Obviously, the the story with your, your mother and your sister. What was just Give me the, your overall emotions. What happened when you finally heard your name called? What the family was like, and what that reaction was like for you? Uh, just a sigh of relief. Uh, that's kind of the biggest thing. Uh, all the hard work I put in to get to this position, uh, working uh, day in and day out, chopping uh, myself position to get my name called uh, NFL draft. Uh, that's one been a dream of mine since I was uh, four or five years old. So uh, living living that out, uh, being with my family, being close to them, uh, was a special moment for all of us. Let's go next to Miss Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Nick, welcome to Kansas City. Uh, just wanted to ask you, did you have any idea that the Chiefs were going to be the team with Andy Hill here and, of course, Coach Reed's background with Missouri? Uh, no, I had no clue. Um, I didn't know uh, until a couple minutes prior to the, uh, the pick. Uh, I talked to uh, all the coaches. Um, I knew that they kind of liked me uh, being in Missouri, being kind of close. Uh, they could see me a lot. So I knew they kind of liked me a little bit, uh, but I didn't know uh, until the draft was called. Uh, that was going to be my, uh, they're going to pick me. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Nick. And Brad, I have a quick follow-up. But, um, you know, Willie Gay seemed to tip the pick a little bit, maybe talking about uh, drafting you on Twitter, and it came true. Uh, how close are you to, to Willie, and what kind of conversations did you have leading up to the draft? Uh, so I really didn't have, have any conversations with Willie. Uh, interesting story. I was uh, looking to go to college at uh, Mississippi State. I was really was at. Uh, I went to a camp down there. Uh, he kind of showed me around. That's when I first met him. Uh, so we kind of have a little little history. Um, I talked to him a little bit at, at that camp. Uh, and so we kind of were in a little bit of communi- uh, communication and stuff like that. So that's kind of how I, uh, I knew uh, Willie. 
And I'm curious, you know, looking at this Chiefs team, I mean, obviously it's a Super Bowl contender, but how is it that you, when you look at this defense, how is it that you feel like that you fit in and can be a contributor on day one, like Andy Reid says he thinks you can be? Uh, just being smart and essential. Uh, that's kind of how, how I play. Um, so I just kind of feel like bringing that to an NFL team, uh, myself in position to play. I've got the opportunity to. Um, so just kind of being a touch and play, be a smart, playing fast, physical, tough. Uh, all the characteristics need to be a great uh, NFL linebacker. Uh, I feel like I have those uh, characteristics. And so I'm just ready to go out there. I have a chance to compete. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Nate, congratulations. Uh, my two questions are just what was your initial reaction when you got the phone call from the Chiefs? And then secondly, when you did meet with them before the draft, what did you want to convey to them uh, that they may have not known, obviously just looking at you on the field? Uh, yeah, so I looked at my phone. Uh, I kind of looked at it for half a second uh, and all, um, and then just picked it up, answered it, uh, just talking to the coaches and stuff like that. Uh, um, Coach Hill uh, was at Coach Missouri for a while, so he, he I talked to him too, so uh, we were kind of familiar with each other. Uh, but So I'm just excited to be here beside the program. Um, what was your other question? Thank you, Brad. Uh, I was just saying, when, when you met with the, the Chiefs in that Zoom-like setting, just what did you want to tell them about yourself uh, that they may not have seen, obviously, of watching you play? Uh, yeah, I feel like you see it on film. I'm just an ultimate competitor. I want to compete. Uh, I want to give myself a, a position to make plays uh, for a football team. I've had the ability to. So uh, it's going to be a competitor, be an ultimate competitor. Uh, I want to win. I want to be part of a, of a legacy. Uh, me, my mark uh, in the NFL. So I feel like I kind of conveyed that message to them. We'll take three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Nick, congratulations. Um, did you deal with an injury? And just I was just wondering uh, very quickly, just how you're feeling health wise with the with the leg uh, coming coming into the um, you know the pro level. And then Andy had talked about your ability to to make the calls. How comfortable do you feel coming in that you'll be able to do that also at the you know at the pro level? Uh, yeah, right now I'm 100 percent healthy. Um, and in terms of making the calls, I feel like I did that uh, well at University of Missouri. I did that my last two seasons there. Uh, so I feel like confident I can be able to relate, relate what the coach wants to do, uh, echo the calls out, uh, and still be able to do my job. Uh, so I just kind of feel real confident in myself. I'd be able to call plays. I have the opportunity to do so. Go next to Allie Trost. Go ahead, Allie. Hey, Nick, congratulations. I'm curious, what have your conversations been like with your new coach, Eli Drinkwitz, or your new coach last year at Missouri? Uh, yeah, so uh, we've just been excited. Uh, I talked to him uh, real quickly. I got to give him a call when I get off it, so we can talk a little bit more in depth with my linebacker coach on there as well. Uh, but everybody's excited. Uh, coach Drinkwitz was, was a hell of a coach for me. Uh, for one year, I had him there. So uh, just one of those guys that's going to come in every single day and give his best. Uh, and kind of want you to do the same thing. And so uh, I have the ultimate respect for Coach Drink, uh, and I'm excited. We'll go last to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, uh, oops, uh, oh, uh, first of all, welcome to Kansas City uh, when you get here. But what message would you have for your teammates, you know, who, who see you making it to the next level that you would want to convey to them so they can possibly follow in your footsteps next year and the seasons uh, after? I just come in every single day, uh, giving your all. Uh, just everything, every single day, uh, the days add up. Uh, so just go ahead and give me, give me everything you have uh, every single day, uh, preparing the right way, putting yourself in a position to make plays. Uh, for football team kind of helps you set you up. So uh, all those young guys up there, I've always had been transparent with those guys, uh, being truthful with them and, and telling what the NFL kind of expects out of, out of players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So um, just come in every single day, uh, giving your all, uh, so you set yourself up for, uh, for, 
for success. Nick, we appreciate the time. Congrats, man. Excited to have you here in Kansas City, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Creed, can you hear and see us okay? Uh, yes, I can. Can you hear me? We got you loud and clear, man. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get started here. We'll start first with uh, our TV partner, Mick Schaefer with KSHB. Go ahead, Mick. Great. Congratulations. Welcome to Kansas City. Just wondering your overall thoughts on uh, being selected by the Chiefs. And I think you overlapped with Orlando Brown one year down there in Norman. Your thoughts of pairing up with him again? Oh, I'm so excited. You know, I'm really close with Orlando. He's, you know, helped me a lot. He's mentored me a lot at my time at OU. So, uh, you know, just being able to be on a team with him, I'm really excited about it. And then be able to join such a great organization. You know, I'm, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Creed. Um, what were your conversations like with the Chiefs before the draft, you know, over the past month or so? I mean, could you get a feel that they had this interest in you? Yeah, you know, it was good. You know, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of teams. And, uh, you know, I, I felt it went really well when I talked to them. So, uh, you know, I knew what kind of organization I could get into if I came here. So I was, you know, as soon as I got that call, I was just so excited. And, I, you know, I'm ready to get to work. Let's go next to Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Well, I said welcome back to, with Oklahoma, with Orlando. And now I'm back in it again. Shawnee, Oklahoma, man. Shout out. Um Hey, when you were playing at Shawnee, I always remember your coach being talking about you as dirty, tough, and doing all the little things. Just how are you going to adapt to the NFL with the, the same philosophy, that country strong toughness you bring to the table all the time? Yeah, you know, it's uh, something I've always played with, and it's something that, uh, you know, I think it's helped me win a lot of matchups. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely, you know, excited to, you know, come in and, uh, you know, just start competing and uh, start helping this team get better. You know, I can't wait. Let's go next to Blair Kirkhoff. Go ahead, Blair. Great. I'm just wondering how um, uh, nerve-wracking tonight was and, and what w when did you start hearing that you might be drafted? 
yeah, you know, it was definitely nerve wracking. Um, as far as when I was uh, going to be heard that I was going to get drafted, you know, uh, we knew it would be somewhere in the second round. That's what we were thinking. So uh, when I got the call, you know, it was a huge sigh of relief. And then, you know, I got the call from, you know, the best organization in the country. So, uh, you know, I, I was just so excited, so relieved. And uh, now I'm just so ready to get to work. Back to Pete Sweeney. Go to Pete. Great. Congratulations. Uh, you had an opportunity to work with now two starters in the NFL and Kyler and, and Jalen. How do you think that those experiences will benefit you now as you transition to uh, hopefully uh, being under center with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, you know, I've gotten to, I've had the chance to play with some good quarterbacks at OU and, uh, you know, it's a big help for me. Uh, you know, just their leadership skills, everything like that, you know, it's helped me a lot uh, throughout my career. And, uh, getting to play with a player like Patrick Mahomes, you know, so exciting just because he's so talented, you know, he's such a good player. Uh, he can, you know, change the dynamic of a whole game. So I can't wait to, you know, get up there and uh, start working with the team. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, could you congratulations tonight. Uh, you mentioned Orlando earlier. Just what do you think you learned most from him that's gotten you to this point, given your guys' relationship? <laughs> Yeah, you know, just the uh, the mentality that he has every day that he carries on himself. You know, uh, he's a guy that's going to go in there. He, he's going to do the work that's necessary to get him to the next level he wants to be at. And that's something that I, uh, when I got to OU, that's something I admired right away from him when I met him. Uh, seeing him go in, you know, work uh, as hard as he can every single day, work hard in the weight room, during training, you know, during position drills and everything. We were doing stuff on our own. And uh, just seeing him uh, do that and just the mentality that he has, and, you know, he's such a mean player on the field too. That's something I've always, you know, admired about him. It's something I've always tried to, you know, kind of copy my game after. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Creed, congratulations. Welcome to KC. Um, you know, the Chiefs are all, have been overhauling their offensive line this entire offseason, and, and Andy Reid even mentioned earlier about the fact that there are going to be positions, including center, that are going to be open competitions. What is it about where you are right now that you feel like will help you winning and trying to win that center job right out of the gate? Yeah, you know, for me, uh, the type of player I am, you know, uh, wherever I'm going to be playing, uh, I'm just going to go in there and compete and uh, I'm going to push myself to be the, to get to the next level that I can and get, make myself better. And I'm also going to push guys around me to get better. So uh, really that's, that's all it is for me is just, you know, getting the team better in every way possible, you know, whether it's me, whether it's another person, you know, there's going to be uh, me in there trying to push everybody, uh, trying to get everybody to the next level they want to get to. Go ahead, Allie. All right, Creed, you've said a lot about Orlando Brown. He's got the lucky foxtail. Do you have a lucky charm that you were holding on to tonight or anything that you're going to bring uh, before game day in Kansas City? Yeah, so uh, I have this gold necklace. Uh, uh, that I got when my grandmother passed away, my grandpa had some of her, uh, jewelry melted down and, uh, made into a pendant for me. Uh, so I wear that, uh, before every game. And, uh, that's something that I'm going to carry with me. You know, it just means so much to me. Uh, I love my grandma so much and she, uh, she was the biggest fan I've ever had. So, uh, you know, that's something that I'm going to, I'm going to carry with me, uh, throughout my life. Creed, congrats again, man. We appreciate you taking the time and hopefully we get to see you soon. Thank you so much. That's new Chief Center, Creed Humphrey. And now finally, from night two, here is General Manager Brett Veach. All right, we'll get started. After a, a long day yesterday, we're excited to come back today and, and welcome two new members to the, to the Chiefs kingdom. Obviously, a pick 58 linebacker from Missouri, uh, Nick Bolton, and, and 63 center from Oklahoma, 
Creed Humphrey, two outstanding prospects. So again, extremely excited uh, to welcome both these guys to the kingdom. And with that, I'll take your questions. Let's go first to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, Brett, uh, just in general, how do you feel that the draft is when I know you've been a little bit more uh, aggressive in the past, you guys kind of stayed put and then the outlook sort of going in tomorrow, just how do you feel the whole thing is going? Yeah, no, it's going good. And, and again, I know it's been talked about the last few days. We, we felt like there was a lot of depth there in two and three. And and uh, believe it or not, we were open to fielding uh, some, some trade down calls, but uh, we had some dialogue with some teams and we felt like there were a number of players there that we liked. And again, there was a lot of flexibility, um, but you know, that really never materialized. And we sat on the board and again, at 58, Nick Bolton was staring us in the face and we were extremely excited about him. And then at 63, uh, surprised that Creed was still on the board, obviously, but uh, too good of a player to pass up. So uh, as I, I mentioned to him, when I called him, it's exciting to add Oklahoma tackle and then bring in an Oklahoma center. So uh, again, we're, we're excited. That's going to be an extremely competitive offensive line room and, and there's going to be a lot of depth there. So uh, as we talked about multiple times, uh, 17 game season now, long preseason and hopefully an extended playoff uh, appearance for us. We're going to need all the help we can get. And we have a lot of talent there now. Next to Herbie T.O.P. Go to Herbie. Hey, Brett. You mentioned um, the hot zone, you know, the, the second and third round. Now you're out of the hot zone. What, what are you looking to do as you enter and you prepare for day three as far as position groups? So what do you what specifically are you looking for now? I think we'll just stay stay to our uh, true to our board. Uh, I don't know if we're just you know looking specifically as position. We're looking for value. Um, you know, it's funny once you get past the first uh, 80, 90 picks. Uh, the difference in scouting and the difference of opinions uh, it really shows through. I mean, it's pretty consistent for the first 60, 70, 75 picks. And then boom, like once you hit to 90 off guys that teams had in four five, six going uh, in that 9,500 zone. And and so uh, it, it, the board falls almost exactly the way you think the first two, two and a half rounds. And then once you get into that third round, it goes all over the place. So this is where, um, you, you know, we really feel like we make a lot of ground and, and, you know, we, we again, we spend a ton of time on these late round picks and, you know, we're excited about these unique opportunities for us because it really gets to show the, the depth of our scouting staff and um, our guys are up there uh, right now and we're, we're putting the board together. And we think that there's some the value hidden in these next few picks for us. We have a fourth and two fives and a six. So um, we're, we're, we're certainly looking forward to the challenge and, and, you know, to answer your question, Herbie, I don't know if we're like saying we want this position or that position. I think we're going to let the board play out and we'll take the best player um, guys that we think can come in here and, and, you know, make our roster and compete and, and play. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Brett. Um, I was wondering if you could go over the two guys you picked tonight and and just what you like about them and how you see them fitting in. And Brad, I'll have one more question also. Well, we, we certainly had a lot of opportunities to watch Nick Bolton play, uh, being being local and and just a great player. And and you know, he's both these guys, I think, you know, we not only got better on the offense and defensive side, but both these guys, you talk about their intelligence. Uh, their durability and, and, you know, their leadership skills. I mean, these are two high character players and people are, they're going to be great in the community. Uh, they're going to be great in the locker room. They're going to come in, they're going to learn the playbook quickly. They're going to get up to speed. A lot of this, especially, you know, last year with having OTAs and, and this year, hopefully, you know, we get into these OTAs, but I'm sure it'll be um, a little bit different than in years past, you know, you got to get into the playbook and you got to get cop speak quick, but, but both these guys, Adam, I, I mean, they're extremely intelligent. 
both captains, leaders, guys that played a ton of football at their respective universities. So uh, I think both these guys, you talk about Nick Bolton. I mean, he's a guy that can come in here and, and, and play and uh, both at the mic position and the will position. Uh, he's got sideline to sideline range. Um, again, tough, smart, can make all the calls, has made all the calls. Um, you know, you look at Anthony Hitchens and, and he's, you know, he's one of the guys that does a lot for us, but you know, when, when, when Hitch goes down, you know, we're really looking to add depth there. And then, um, again, his versatility play either Mike or will and, and Creed's uh, another guy that's played a, a lot of football. I, I mentioned earlier, we had some flexibility there with, with Austin and with, with Joe Tooney now with, with Creed coming in here, needless to say, now you feel good about leaving Tooney where he's most comfortable and that's at that guard position. Um, and, and Creed now gives you a bigger center option. And we've been talking about that again, it'll be a great competition and they're going to have to come in here and compete and may the best man win. Um, Austin's shown that he can come in and play and he's done that, uh, over his career and, and, and shown he can do that at a high level Creed offers, you know, a bigger body and, you know, it, it, it kind of that pocket and, and the way that those larger linemen can affect the pocket is certainly different with Creed block in there. So again, it'll be great competition and we have some flexibility now and we have more, most importantly, a lot of depth. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, it certainly seemed like at the end of last season, you were going to make some changes on the offensive line, but, um, um, is this more than you anticipated with all these new guys, four veterans Creed now, you got two guys opting back in. Is this more than you maybe anticipated when you got this project started? Well, I, I think the end result may have been more uh, than than we anticipated. But again, that's, you know, when free agency starts, uh, you know, those few names go off the board quick. But, you know, we know that there's different phases to add players and whether that be a trade, um, day one free agency, uh, a week or two into free agency, there's value at all these levels. So there'll be values the first day of free agency, a week or two into free agency, potential trade early on in the draft, and then tomorrow and, and into the weekend, uh, day three in the draft and undrafted free agency. So we, we just knew that if we were patient and if we didn't press and, you, you know, we just stayed disciplined. And, and I think, you know, we saw that we, again, this goes back to the earlier press conference. We went out and we signed Joe Tooney it was a, a no brainer for us. We took a swing at a tackle. We didn't get it. We remained patient. And then, um, we were able to, to, you know, bring Orlando in here. Um, you know, we signed Austin uh, Blythe, and and I think anytime you go into free agency, you, you make these moves to allow flexibility, and it allows you to stay true to your board. And then uh, a talent like Creed Humphrey becomes available, and, and then you, you know you bring him him in here too. So you have to look at it in multiple ways because you know Austin comes in here, and, and again he's shown he can play, but um, he is on a one year deal, right? And and we need to maintain continuity on that offensive line and. And hopefully in the future, we can get Orlando done. And then you have Creed now under contract for four years and Tooney under contract for four or five years. So now you have continuity, depth, and talent. And, and, and that's, you know, a tribute to our coaching staff and our scouting staff and just meet, being um, maintaining discipline uh, and being patient throughout this whole process. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, bro. Hey, Nate. How you doing? Good, man. Doing good. Good. Just, um, I think, you know, before the draft started, you talked about just how difficult it was to sort of get medical information, just knowing how guys were going to come into this league. Um, you mentioned the durability and the consistency of Nick Bolton and, and Creed. I just wonder uh, how much of that was a factor, staying where you were versus trading down and obviously looking at the overall prospects, given just how wide of a range the medical background was for each guy. Yeah, no, that's a good, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, we were worried about some of those guys that uh, were 
combine invites that didn't make the combine and or guys that weren't combine invites. And we had a special, or I should say separate dialogue with Rick. Um, when we entered this process, we felt comfortable with the guys. Now, I think there were some teams that if they didn't get a hard medical grade, that they just weren't comfortable taking those guys on the board. Now, there were a few guys that um, a combination of not having the hard medical and our docs that we trust just weren't all the way convinced on, on certain things and, and needed actual updated MRIs and didn't get those. And I don't think we had a lot of those guys on our board. Uh, fortunately for us, when it came down to our picks, uh, both these guys, you know, we had solid medical grades on, but um, I, I think that's a, a fair question. And I think that there were teams and, and I think there's a few guys that maybe fell a little bit uh, more in the draft. And there was some of the, the dialogue in our room thinking that, you know, you know, it's obvious these guys don't have hard medicals and that could have been a factor. Again, it didn't come into play with our, our picks. Fortunately, um, we, we did have a small number of guys that, that we weren't comfortable with, but, um, you know, in general, I thought, you know, we, we addressed that pretty well. Yeah. Two more. We'll go Sam and then Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Brett. Um, hey, Sam. Given what you guys have done the past three years, I mean, uh, as a team, how do you balance, especially with the early picks, guys that can help you now versus, you know, realizing that these are guys they are going to be here for four years. Well, I, I think, you know, you do your best you can in that regard. I really think though, I, we just are going to just take the best player and knowing that, um, you know, there are long seasons and you have to have depth at all these positions. And within a week or two, you can have a, a wave of injuries at one position group that, that can set you back. And uh, there's certainly some thought. I mean, we always look at the board and, and we always look at it, at it, how we'll line up uh, this season and, and what we'll look like in, in the next two seasons. So it, it does come into play, but I think if you, if you start focusing on uh, other things other than the true value of the players, I think that's when you miss out on, on really good players. And um, you know, we certainly had talk and dialogue about, you know, where our roster will be in a year, two years, three years from now. Um, but, but again, I think it comes into play when there's similar values um, when there's big discrepancies, you, just stick to the board and, and always take the best player available. We'll go last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Brad. Hope you're able to get some rest this weekend at some point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll, we got one more day tomorrow, so it'll be a lot of fun, and then we can, we can relax, go watch the Derby, right? There you go. Hey, I, you know, you talked about last night about, you know, you try to look into the future a little bit, and with the numbers, have a little bit of confidence about who might be there. Coming into today, you know, what was your likelihood in your mind that Nick Bolton was going to be that guy for you at six, at 58? And then with Humphrey, how surprised were you that, you know, the consensus best center in the league was was still there? Well, I think uh, there's always a few surprises every year that, you know, guys, all, there's always a, a handful of guys that that slip. And again, it's 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 one thing to look at where guys are valued. Um, and there could be teams that are high on these players, but for some reason they go in a different direction and then you'll have a gap of maybe teams that didn't have that specific need. So even though he was valued high, it just, you know, the need and the fit just, it didn't align. So that's what you see a lot. I think with some of these guys that are perceived to be guys that have fallen. I mean, maybe teams just didn't seem the way other people saw him, but I think a lot of the times it's, it's a situation where, I mean, Crete could have easily went maybe pick, 48 or 50 and maybe he was on a team's discussion board at, at 
48 or 49. They didn't go in that direction. They went somewhere else. And then the next wave of teams didn't really need a center to have that specific need. So then he falls. And, and you know, we're, we're certainly a benefactor of that tonight. So uh, a lot of it's just timing and circumstance and, and the way the board plays out. But, you know, we went into the... Um, uh, this day too. And, and we had a, a pocket full of players and, and it was kind of right down to, to the end there. And, and certainly Bolton and Creed were both in those pockets. I think we had a few more names uh, on there, but uh, clearly those were the, the two best names on the board. And again, we we're happy the way the, the board unfolded and we we're happy to ex um, add both of these players to our roster. Brett, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining awesome. us. Yep. Thanks you guys. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.